guys, this is Harmony, and this is What the Actual F. Um, and this is Andrew, because I'm an important cast member of this fucking podcast. Wait. Thank you very told, much. Who told you that? You did. No. No. Wait, you're in this podcast? Ho? Yeah, right? Wait, I'm, I'm in this wow. podcast? Hoes? Yeah. Oh, we have I a live. guest today. Oh, fuck off. What? Lit. Oh, lit. Lit. That's like, right. as in, that, that is lit, but... Oh, this room is very... He's a man! <laughs> this room is very well lit. It is, right? It's and lit. that's how you should use that. It's lit, fam. Oh my god! <laughs> but it is lit... It is literally lit. I hate you. It'd so, like we have a guest today. His name is Brandonian. Hey, that's me. <laughs> He's in a band, yeah. Sonder Inspired. I, I like their band. It's Sonder Inspired because she whispered the last part. I did. I was hoping they would turn up their volume very loud so that you could do something. That's true. Why didn't you use Awesome. Exactly. Why didn't you use her music for the intro? Why would you do that? Why would it? Because are you like, on why? Spotify? Everywhere. Yeah. You're on Spotify? Everywhere. Yeah, uh, how Spotify, about you play a clip? Google Play, Amazon Go to, go to Spotify uh, right now. God, um, uh. We're going to play you guys. You guys. You guys. You guys. You guys. You don't have to play it. And we're going to do it. Shut so, up. um. No, it's too fucking late. You already, you already complained. So, well, they are yeah. in, uh. They are. You know, all of you that are here right now. Hi, guys! What? what don't right, don't crowd, talk back. Your crowd is deaf. It's what okay. song? Oh, surprise them. How about this one? Here we go. Oh, I don't like this one. Well, guess what? <laughs> it's happening. You're in the band. I know. <laughs> I don't like this one. This is it's Thunder Inspired. Wait, what? That's all what? you have. That, that's it. That's it. That's a teaser. Everybody's Here you go. This is Thunder Inspired. Oh, oh my god. I don't even like this whole thing. Technically sue her, so that's good. You that's could, true. You're not a part of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you could sue me for playing that. Well, lawsuits coming your way. Well, you know what, bitch? I'll fight you. All right. I'll be like, he was on the podcast. So Battery and assault. Try me again, bitch. Well, Battery and assault charge. I did not ask for my music to be played, but I appreciate it. So thank you. Okay, now we're gonna fight. It'd be like that. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Oh fuck off! Now we are gonna go to court. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, uh, Judge, he said lit. Shut up! He said lit on my podcast! And they're gonna be like, yeah, I agree, because it was like a 70 year old judge. Oh, uh, he's gonna be like, mm-hmm. yeah, I understand you. Yeah. <sighs> Side with the females, always. Oh! <laughs> Except for another a huge nerd! Oh, okay, accurate, true. <laughs> so, anyway, zooming along. So, today we're gonna talk about uh, two different subjects. <clears throat> that one? So, it's three. 
Um, it's gonna be <laughs> tattoos, piercings, and the music industry. That's still three, so four. That's what I meant. Wow, <laughs> I can count. Yeah. <laughs> that was beautiful placement. All this time I'm like, dude, he's using these buttons at the worst possible time. He does, And then you got that one. That's all you needed. That's all you needed. Redeem yourself. I miss my mouth. Ooh la la. (laughs) That's what happened. The beer went right to my vagina. Oh, God. All right. So, um, Andrew, what is your take on tattoos and piercings with not having any of them? Wow. um, Freshy. Well, you first of him. all, my first thought is, uh, fuck you, Harmony. <laughs> and, uh, my second thought is... No one has, so it's fine. <laughs> oh. Damn. Mm. first. Considering the amount of people you slap in the face with your dick. Um, oh, listen! Anyways. It's huge! I have to. It's fun. It's nice. No, I, I like, I like tattoos and piercings on, um, other people. Uh, I know, that's how we're best friends. It's like a thing, like, I don't mind looking at, but... I don't know how much I want them on me. Like I know, I know, I for sure want a few tattoos, and for commemorative. What is our deal that we have? You gotta share that. Oh yeah, yeah. I I buy you a giant tattoo, right? And I cover your body. You cover everything I want. That sounded dirty. I don't mean Mm. sexually. I cover his body. Fuck off! I won't. No, no, hell no, never. In semen from her giant cock. Yes, that's true. I will bukkake on you. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Wrong button. No, that 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 very well. Yeah. <laughs> Please go ahead. Continue. With my inappropriate nature. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm gonna turn into a guy one day, I swear. I, I, I have a positive outlook on tattoos. Like, we, we need someone here who actually has a negative outlook on tattoos. Nah, but, bro. They're not gonna be welcome in my house. I know quite a few people in yeah. my family. Like, some people feel... My mother is one. Like, the stereotypical See? thing is, you know, the Bible and Christianity. It's... You're not supposed to mark the temple of God because your body is a temple see, of God. See, uh, no, it's uh, treat well, your body like a temple, and I do. It's covered in stained glass. But it says in the Bible, "Do not mark upon your body." As a okay, as a Christian myself, and I feel like that's that's more that's, that's very cutting. taken out of context. It is because if you look at where that's placed in the Bible, it's in the Levitican law that was written for a very specific set of people. Okay. Have you read any of the verses before nope. or after those? Okay. You will see how ridiculous some of those laws are. I haven't even. And heard I say those ridiculous, verses. not as saying you know the Bible is ridiculous. I'm saying it as I mean the Levitican law back then. I'm I was, was brought up Roman Catholic, and I think the Bible still kind of is. It was written by man. Yeah, that's, you know it's cool. To I have go your by own well, I go by Jesus. Yeah. And how he was, mm-hmm. and he treated everyone, no matter who you were. He was. He loved you. Yeah. Oh, I listen. I listen. Actually, it's funny you bring that up because I listened to the podcast about homosexuality uh, as well, and that was like I was thinking to myself if I was there. Oh snap! <laughs> if I was there in that podcast, I would have brought up a point because somebody I don't remember who it was said something about you know in religion in general, it's it's always frowned upon, but Jesus Himself being the pinnacle point of Christianity was never. 
judgmental at all towards gay people. He yeah. never talked about it. The two people who did was, again, in the Levitican law. I don't remember who. It was the church. Well, it was Paul the Apostle in the New Testament that did that. But Paul was a teacher and a prophet. He was not the son of God. Exactly. So it's well, very it's very skewed. But people look at it in different ways. That's the way I look at it. Je- Jesus Christ himself did not say that, anything about homosexuality. So he well, didn't. He didn't say anything about tattoos or piercings. Yeah. He didn't say anything about beer, wine. In fact, he provided he provided water. wine at a wedding. And you'll hear people talk about how it's grape juice. No. Mm. The translations of the Bible would have said grape juice. They talked about vineyards for wine. You know, we still use vineyards for wine, so... I, he was like, here, get drunk, my child. No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not in those words, but I have a I feeling mean, I have a feeling Jesus was, was quite a Maybe not a party person, but he definitely got got along with a good Let's crowd. Let's be honest, his best friend, not being rude here, was a whore. Yes. I don't know. I'm not saying she was a whore in a mean, cruel way, but that's what they depicted her in the Bible as. I don't know if I've ever read that part. (laughs) If you go, that's how they always say that she was. What, a harlot? Yes. Hmm. But he loved her, cared for her very truly. Yeah. And if you talk to people in the religious aspect, she was this. Not a, what is it like a, uh, not a holy woman. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm talking about it's his just, best friend. Oh yeah, so the way I look at it, like, the, uh, is is kind of reverting back to what I kind of just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Jesus never. It, it talks about how he dined with sinners. He dined with thieves. He talked with you know murderers and stuff. So it's he didn't look at what they did wrong. He looked at trying to bring them into grace and light, which is something that I think this world desperately needs yes. now. Is yes. Some, is people to go out, not judge somebody on, especially their appearance. Absolutely. <clears throat> but try to look past what they have done in their life in order to bring them back to a point of something that is... And is that doesn't mean you have were. to be religious to do it. You just True. need to... What we focus on as people is we see somebody, like we meet them, and we get to know somebody. Let's let's put aside for the moment the topic of their <coughs> appearance. The moment we get to know someone, we see just even their past for a second, mm-hmm. and we run. Yeah. But we are so afraid as a person to let anyone know our past. Mm-hmm. And the moment that we let our past show, people run. We 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 do what we don't want people to do to us. Yeah. And it's like a double-sided sword. But if you go by... That's why I... I like, I'm not religious, but I do live by the... Like, this sounds shitty, but Jesus is standard. I will not judge somebody by their past. It's yeah. not fair. Because I don't want someone to judge me by mine. Mm-hmm. But it took me a very long time to learn that thing, I guess, or whatever, um, because people go through life, you have to live a life to make a book, which is your life, mm-hmm. and you're going to do things, you're going to live, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to do horrible things, you are going to 
fuck up. You're going to hurt people. You're going to destroy people. You're going to break yourself. You're going to break others. And that's how you become you. Mm-hmm. It's part of life and growing up. And when I see people say things like, I really fucked somebody over. Or they really fucked me over. And it haunts me. Guess what? That's how you learn. And okay. <laughs> and for it to haunt you means you're learning. Yeah. But if you don't let it go, you're not learning. Mm-hmm. You are not taking that as a learning aspect. And that's actually, that's why I am covered in tattoos. Because I took those as lessons. And it made me come to where I can look and go... Fail! Oh, mother fucker. Do you want to die on a podcast? Because I'll make that fucking happen. <clears throat> but that's how... I was never here. No, no. I, I can delete this whole fucking segment. I was segment. never here. But yeah, that's how you learn. You know, like, now we're in this day and age where people are just... You know, it's, woe is me, please come pity me, I really need somebody. No, you don't. You don't. You need to learn. Move forward, be happy, and treat everybody like they have a fucking past. Mm-hmm. Just like you do. You know that's the meaning of Sonder? Self-plugging my band again. Mm-hmm. That's literally the meaning of Sonder, though. I mean, seriously, it's that everybody has a life as vivid and complex as your own. And people don't people don't get that, though. No. It's all about them all the time. No. You get your few people that do want to make the world a better place, but, I mean, in the grand scheme of everybody that you walk by on a daily basis, how many people are those? I mean, pretty few. I would hope that there would be more out there, but, you know, I've, I've been around enough to see that it's... It's exactly what you said. It's people living to to for self gratification instead of how could I uplift this person today or uplift this person today. It's. Do you want to know why Andrew and I are best friends? I don't know, man, because he brings you beer when you ask. Oh yeah, but no. Demand. When I I'm have sorry. money Demand. or anything going for me, I share it. When yeah. he does, he shares it. Do you know people have come in my life? You socialists. <laughs> no. Hello. It's it's for people. A lot of people I've met in my life, when they have something for them, it's for them. Yeah. But I believe, like I've said sometimes in my podcast or this podcast, sorry, Andrew. Um, <clears throat> <laughs> a lot of people are very selfish. If they get something, it's about them. Now, do I put some <laughs> aside? aside? Absolutely. Because it's smart. Emergencies. But I believe sharing will bring you more. And it has. My Mm -hmm. life is phenomenal. But I believe you share to care. That does not mean it's communism how I'm doing it. I'm not walking outside and just throwing piles of money. No, because it's your choice to do that. Communism is when you're demanded to do that. I help and I care. And share with those around me. Now, if someone were to come to me and send me this, like, text, and is like, I'm stuck in New Orleans, and I know I was a drug addict. I'm like, okay, bye. Mm. I'm not being an ass, but they're like, I know it was just last week I was doing heroin, and I'm like, oh, God. Oh, baby. Yeah. Because then I'm like, um, 
you need $400 and you were just on heroin? I can't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Because then I'm, I'm not sending you $400. Sorry, I also have to buy groceries and pay bills and buy... Sorry, I, I know I might get hate, but no. Life. Um, but with Andrew, like, you know, it's different. Or friends that are close to me, it's a whole different thing. You know, like, I help and care, and he does the same thing, and that's why we are best friends. So. Oh, snap. One of my best friends. <laughs> he loves when I say that. Mm. Loves it. You jealous over there? I hear a little bit of jealousy. But you know, you be best friends with me. Sure, why not? I'm about it. So. Jealousy. No way! No <laughs> way! All right, Andrew, what's your take what's on uh, what that rant was? Why is that lit up? Give it to me. Because it's charging. Oh, okay. <laughs> Give me your take. It's burning into my Give me your take. Give me your take. Why should I? Oh my god, he's gonna find a button. Yeah, what, true. You're takes, not even in the podcast. This is gonna take like fucking forever because this is what he does. This is why I, I, it ends up being an hour and forty guy. minutes because he he sits and he. Is sits that why it's sits. hard for you? That's what she said. Um, crickets, crickets, crickets. Well, we went like way off topic. I was, but it's so I was using an example that I've heard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. But we, we've gone way deep still out fit. of topic. It'd be like that. Just like he said, it's still fit. That's what she said. Yep. <laughs> anyway. I'm so glad that you're proud of yourself for that one. I'm very proud of myself. Um, but anyways. <sighs> the biblical standpoint, I can't really comment much on. Uh, I've heard a lot about the Bible and, you know. The I've Bible? Been to, I've been to church <clears throat> and the preacher has read you know, scripture and verses, and, but I've, I've never actually read the Bible, so I, I have nowhere to stand you on that. You and a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I, I have nowhere to stand on that, um, so, I mean, I, I agree with what you guys were saying, completely, but I, like I said, I don't, I don't have a standpoint due to lack of knowledge. Tutu? Or due to? It's not like I said, tutu. Ignorance. That's a good thing for this world today. Ignorance. Is it though? Because no, it's not good. It's, it's a, too it's much. A thing. It's better. It's better to be ignorant about the Bible than to say you that know you it. know about the Bible and all of a sudden you're Westboro Baptist Church. Oh my god! <laughs> giving giving such a beautiful representation of your general Christian. So I'm gonna bring this up right now just real fast. We're gonna run through Because it's kinda on topic. No, dude. So I tried to bring up an occult thing and I, I had to shut it I had to shut it down and erase it. Dude what? I was no, doing a cult uh I did a cult uh podcast with oh. Steve who was on here and <clears throat> they were brought in. He's like, you can't shun them. I'm like, I fucking Westford? can He's like, that's their beliefs. I'm like, ha. are you fucking serious? He's like, you can't dog them. I'm like, what? Look. So I had to erase the whole fucking segment because he was like, you're literally shutting them down for their beliefs. I'm like, are you? I'm, I'm sorry. They have gone to military soldiers and were yep. horrible. He's like, but that's how they feel. I'm like, oh my God. Bro, okay, so... Protesting a funeral is 
quite possibly the dumbest and also disrespectful thing you can do. Especially if you know these people are grieving and still trying to push your agenda on grieving people. That is just bottom-of-the-barrel scum. But I will say that... Unless you're a KKK member, don't fucking... Or you've committed a hate crime or whatever. Do not ever go to a fucking funeral. And does that make sense? Yeah, it, it's just... I mean, here's my thing about it. You You shouldn't... Your beliefs are your beliefs, but as soon as your beliefs start becoming hatred-fueled, that's when I, I'll personally shut you down. But yeah. I'm not... I'm. You'll never hear me talk bad about another religion. Like I, it's their personal thing. But if their religion, let's just say, is to go out and mass murder anybody in sight for the pure sake of doing it, that is that is fueled by some sort of hatred. Otherwise, why why would you do it? Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a little kind of okay. So my grandfather and my father and one of my best friends are in the service. Mm-hmm. Now. My grandfather and my father being the service, my grandfather struggled so badly with PTSD. And he's, he's passed away. My best friend who I have, I have, he's the only name I have on my body. I have a black heart. I have words from Mr. Nobody, so it's his favorite movie. It's my favorite movie. I have a PTSD ribbon with the American flag. He shot himself in his parents' driveway. Mm-hmm. And I talked to him every day. I would talk him out of episodes of suicide. That man struggled and struggled. I had to submit my records of our messages. And when I tried to do that podcast and stuff, I like I was so upset that it, he was like, no, you can't, no. And it was like, when I thought about the fact that these people go there and they do these things. I don't think they realize what they're doing. No. There are I mean. people that, yes, I understand that some people might not get that there are soldiers that are going and, yes, they're killing white people. I understand that's not, mm-hmm. you know. But as my friend who did, he ended up killing himself, they are being told to do certain things. It's to protect our country. Correct. And in that aspect, we here are living how we are. You guys are hearing this podcast. You guys are going and getting your Starbucks. You are on Facebook. You are posting your photos. You are living your life the way that you are. You're going to the store. You're doing everything that you are. You're not worried about walking outside and stepping on anything or having any issues because of what is happening by protection of the military. And as one of my friends that is currently in the service and has to go out and literally protect in a secret way that I know, and he can't tell me any of that stuff, who currently also has PTSD and was shunned when he was talked, like he had to go talk to somebody and they told him, oh, you already are under contract. We don't care, basically, because your contract is more important than your mental health. Straight up was what he was told. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just one of those things that when a soldier dies and someone goes and says mean things via pickets, as they call it, yeah. It's rude. You know, it's 
they're basically saying we don't care about human life. Yeah, not only that, but they're Especially also... Especially because they're, they're actually protected for them doing that. Uh-huh. They're protected by that by fucking police. life. Yep. So if those soldiers that did that, they couldn't even do that shit. There's so much irony in what they believe because they don't realize how much they contradict their own belief system. Not only the fact of what you just mentioned and the fact that they're, they're, they're doing what they can because they live in a free nation... You know, because these people have made their sacrifices and then going to the funerals and picketing those people for their sacrifices, it's almost humorous at that point because you see just how how so caught up in their agenda they are, they don't even realize the irony behind it. At the root of that, their belief system they claim is Christianity, but they're doing everything Jesus did not. Yeah. It's it's, it's hysterical. I want to touch on something you said, though, because you kind of circled back to the tattoo thing with your, um, yeah. Your, yeah, my stuff for my best friend that killed himself. So you got that for a reason, obviously. Something All of men, mine actually are. But yeah. yeah, and I respect that because, and I'm not going to say... I, I, I mean, I don't care if people get them for no reason. Yeah, so that that's what I, don't, I was about to say. Whatever. I don't either. Do tattoos for whatever you want. It's me, your fucking body. Yeah. To me, if you're going to permanently do something to your body, then, you know, you have a reason behind it, obviously. Even, even if, if even just if walking it, in to just yeah, do it. Even if it's just like, that looks cool. I want to do it. But the people that actually put thought into everything that they do. And that's what I do. That's, that's what's up. Like, that's cool. So. That's why I'm 32 and I have, I think I have well over, I have several hundred tattoos. But I have legitimately, I've drawn out, thought out, all of my tattoos. So you were telling me earlier that people will give you... Shit. Yeah, for it. Like, what? what's an example of that? Because <laughs> I'm actually interested my in My favorite that. one that I will never forget is, uh, he has one today that we have to talk about, but uh, my favorite one, I was, I lived... I mean, I live alone a lot in my life, besides my fears that when I was with my son's father. But my favorite one, I lived in Tampa, uh, near USF, and I went to Walmart. I was literally just getting, um, oh God, I don't know, like ramen or something. <laughs> there was a woman behind me, and I was putting my food down. She walked up, and she's like, do you worship the devil? <laughs> and I looked right at her because she asked me a dumb question. Was it because of the pentagram on your neck? I didn't have it. Oh, you did? Then why? It's a death moth, by the way. Oh. I don't know. From here... Oh, okay. Because there's silence. See, when you, have, when you have your neck down, I'm like, that's a pentagram. Okay. No. But um, I just looked at her and I was like, if I did, maybe you shouldn't talk to me. There you go. You're going to ask me a dumbass fucking question. Was she, like, spooked and whatnot? But I only had, at that point, I only had, like, maybe 15, 16 visible tattoos, and now I have at least a lot more. At least. A lot more. At least a lot more. And I didn't even have my chest piece. You know, nothing like what you see now. And she, she was an older woman, and I was in my early 20s. I was probably your age. Maybe, like, a year older. And I was just... You were probably still in diapers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> no, you were in high school. No, you were in middle school. So... Man, the good old days. So... 
What? Yeah. <laughs> so, that was extreme sarcasm, by the no, way. No, I know. He was rocking about the Backstreet Boys. Oh. So. <laughs> oh, no. Come on, sound not, guy. I do not fuck? want it that way, okay? No. Oh. oh, yeah. Do there it. We go. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. He said I don't know it. What's happening. He said it. What's happening? He said it. No, do it. I don't do have it. to. What's happening? Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartbreak. Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a mistake. Tell me why. I don't. I never want to hear you say. Wait, I. I want it that way. I was gonna say I want to eat Subway, but no, we have we have a challenge going on that anytime someone says either Backstreet Boys or we're doing this thing now that if someone does it, we have to fucking do it. If they say, "Tell me why," you should do that also with anytime someone goes like, "Yo, turn around," and then you go like, "Turn." Every now and then I get a little bit long. <laughs> oh, please. Nice. No, uh, earlier he was in the kitchen, and he just goes, Tell me why! He just yells. Hit it, Harmony! Yeah, he fucking Hit did that it. Harmony, Harmony. And I, I was just like... I don't remember the next line now, but I just fucking was like... I, I, I was, There was no keys or anything. It was just like a fun thing. So now we're just going to start doing it. Being a vocalist, and maybe you haven't experienced this yet, have you ever had somebody say something musical in a pun about your name? <laughs> I'm sure you have. All but the time. It, harmony. harmony. Can you harmony? Can you hit that harmony harmony in a certain oh, harmony? God. Yes. All the time. I don't even call her harmony most of the time. What do you he call her? Harm parm. Parmesan cheese. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I like that better. Harm, <laughs> Harmonious. My name on Xbox is Harmonious Rex. I don't know the oh, last man. part. Man, you missed an opportunity. Harmesan cheese. Well, you think I knew that fucking oh. like eight years ago? Chicken harm, man. Chicken harm! Oh my god! Uh, I love that. Oh, no, but it's Harmonious Rex, I think, 11 because uh, with uh, Law of Attraction, I like 11. 11 means that you are doing it. You're there. That's so deep. I mean, you're just you're just there, man. You know. Uh, know? Woo! (laughs) You're like you're so there that it's lit. I swear. Oh my god! I'm gonna murder both of you. I mean, what? I'm mentally healthy. Wow. That was almost psychotic. (laughs) Almost, Almost. but it's not. Not quite there yet. I'm not. But I can hide bodies because I have an Italian father. So. True. That's Western, not Italian. No. Well, I guess mobsters, but... And that's what he... I mean, what? No. What? Oh. Sorry, Bill. I mean, I didn't use his real name. I didn't, Mm. so we're good. Anywho, uh, back... What was the So tattoos. Oh, we have to take a break. We're hitting uh, time frame. So we'll be right back. Uh Uh-oh. Music? No? Maybe some... uh, Maybe nightmares. That would be great. Yeah, Would it be great? Favorite song. Is it? Wow, I didn't know that. Alright, well here it is. No! You were supposed to keep going! 
But those stay away from the promoters that expect it. I don't know if you've experienced that. Oh gosh, I have. Holy moly! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a headache thinking about it. We experienced that one time. There's this. I don't even want to call them an agency. I don't know what they are. They're scummy. It was called uh, Superior Booking. And uh, they're based, I believe, out of Orlando, but book as far up as Jacksonville. And they do all these Battle of the Bands things where they'll book out, let's say, the Orpheum. Because this is where this happened for us. And they'll book out the Orpheum and just hit up any and all bands... Even bands that have been dead, local bands that have been dead for five years, um, and hit up all these different pages asking if they would like to play. And they're like, sure, yeah, we'll play. Okay, well, can you sell a hundred, not a hundred, but can you sell like 15 tickets? Sure. $10 a piece? Sure. Okay. Um, we expect that payment up front, then they'll ship you the tickets. Wait, they wanted you to pay it up front? Yeah. I told them, I told them, screw off, because there's no point. Like, I, it... At that point, we're already 150 out of pocket. Sure, we could sell these tickets for 20 bucks a piece, but then who's gonna pay 20 bucks a piece to yeah. come see your band and a bunch of other bands that they don't even know of? It's one thing if you're up on a show opening for like a national or worldwide known yeah. headliner and you're the opening band trying to sell people a twenty dollar ticket because we've done that many times and. Yeah, I bought well your it, tickets so. before for like other even people like I met uh was it Joshi Singer? Mm-hmm. Where I, I, I didn't Curse, even yeah. yeah. I didn't even know I I didn't know who they were, but I still like I checked them out when you guys told me who it was and I was like, Yeah, hell yeah. But I bought tickets from you guys. Any anytime, to go. anytime there is a bigger national whatever worldwide name coming through that I've wanted to see for a while, I'm always trying to look for the band. Any local band that's trying to sell tickets, because one, they'll sell you tickets without the BS of the um, online fees and all that crap, and nine times out of ten, if they're smart about it, they will call you. So you don't even need, you just PayPal the guys, show up to the show, your name's on the list, you get in. Mm-hmm. Like, it's that's the easiest way to go about it, and it's cheaper. And it helps them, so it's like it's a win-win-win for everybody. Sure. But, you know, that... I'm going to switch t- subjects for a second just because I've been itching to say this for a long time. No, go ahead. And this is a free reign podcast. I think it's absolutely disgusting and horrible and I don't know if that's the right words, but I'm going to you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so why is it that a cover band that plays a crappy tavern in the middle of nowhere gets paid like a hundred bucks per member but if you are a band selling original content, original content, and you're on a show, and you're making, you're selling like yeah, you know, sixty to seventy tickets or whatever, and you're only walking away with like two hundred bucks. There are Dude, bands. I notice that shit. There, there, there are cover bands around here that I could name at least five, but I'm not going to because friends of mine are some uh, yeah, actually I get that. in them, but. That you know they're walking away with hefty paychecks, paying you know, and for each member, each yeah. member, not just like the band as a whole. If the band as a whole, it's four digits. Yeah, for as real. a band as a whole. But these people are walking away with like you know two hundred bucks in their people pocket. People will post and say, "I want to hear new music." You fucking go outside, mm-hmm. go to new places. Yep. You'll hear new fucking music, and it's good. Yeah, there's uh, there's such a problem with 
new content nowadays because one everybody's doing it not like they were I mean they were years and years ago but now it's just it's so easily accessible to go and create an album with whatever yeah with whatever (laughs) studio around and put that album out easily on DistroKid or or TuneCore or something don't say SoundCloud or I'm gonna hit you oh no no but that I mean that's kind of I think that's a part of DistroKid. I don't know if they distribute to SoundCloud. Maybe put some tattoos on my face. <laughs> I'm going to be like, yo, yo, yo. So I was out at McDonald's and they didn't give me my fucking chicken, chicken McNugget. And their and ice cream then, machine was and broke. Then, oh my God. Yeah. You know that's a real struggle for everybody at 1 a.m. Pulled up in the drive-thru and I asked for a McFlurry. And they said, <laughs> no, yo, yo, dog. So it's broken. Oh, 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 oh. That's the chorus of my new so anyway, single. No SoundCloud, but <laughs> I really hate SoundCloud. That's actually the name of it is No, no SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Dude, please. Someone make a record and name that. I'll buy That's it. That's what I just said. That's, That's what it's going to be called. Okay, well, I'll buy it. Yeah? yeah I'll Sweet. Buy it. All right. And the first single is No McFlurry. Ice cream is, is. Oh, I was going to say No McFlurry. <laughs> Sorry, our ice cream machine is out of commission. Yeah. And uh, the first line was what I just told you. Because mm-hmm. I pulled up to the dry flu. Dry flu. Dry flu. When <laughs> you drive through a place, you can get the flu. Automatically, yeah. instantly. Auto- automatically. Please continue. Sorry. I forgot what I was going to say, but I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll just start an, another point with this. Not enough venues anywhere. I mean, I'm sure... Or if, if you do, they want to pay you an exposure. Yes. I mean, some of them, yes. To... In my experience, I've traveled a decent amount um, around the U.S. I've seen diff some. I don't want to say I've seen different music scenes because I mean I have, but not 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 on a grand scale to fully wrap my head around what we have here in Florida versus what is out here. But I've seen New Orleans, and they're a city geared toward music. If you walk down Bourbon Street, uh, every, nice. like, oh, gosh, every, like, 20 steps you take on your left or right is a band playing. Either original content or or covers. Either or. do this. Every step I take. Oh, gosh. Here we go. Okay, so that's another step. tick, right? Every move I make. That's another tick <laughs> where, where it's, like, so it's, um, what are we up to now? Uh, we're up to uh, Backstreet Boys. Stitches. Stitches. And what was the other one we said? Turn or, around. Uh, I actually don't know. Get a little bit lonely. See, it's a tip. But what? what's the actual name of that song? Does anybody actually know? It's just this. It's just that. Oh, that turn around song. Turn around. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, All right. So there yeah. we go. Yeah. I don't know that you know. This is going to become a thing. If people come on the podcast and we're just going to start... Yep. So we have a thing, by the way, for you guys that listen. A lot of you guys. There's a lot of people that listen to this at this point. So uh, Andrew and I have started this thing that whenever someone goes, tell me why, ain't nothing but a heartbreak. And so we're going to continue the chorus. And uh, it'll be recorded. It's just going to be a thing that happens. So y'all be aware. All right, continue. I think we should also do... About um, what, the venues? Careless Whisper. Are you serious? Of course. Can we have him around to do the guitar? Yes. Oh, you're talking about the Seether version. 
Oh, oh yeah, no, I wanted to see the version. I thought you were talking about the no. OG. See, I yeah, actually that's wanna, what I am. I really, oh. I see. I was really, fr- I was, I was friends with uh, Eugene. And I actually, I actually have a bracelet, a bracelet, a bracelet from Eugene. Eugene was Sean's brother. I actually, I, I met Eugene, Sean the singer of Sealer. Okay. Uh, I was friends with Eugene before he killed himself. What? Lead singer Seether killed himself? No, his brother. Oh, okay. And I was I friends with it. him. I actually, so I went up to be in, a, in like a, a saliva thing. I was merch for Whoa. A, Whoa. A, a thing. Uh, not for, like, I, I did I, stuff I, I for a different band years and years and years ago. Sir, yes, sir! I got off of, I got out of my car with my old friend Bailey, and um, it was for 12 Stones, they were doing a show and stuff, and I was doing merch and stuff, and um, I saw, first time I met Eugene, I was wearing a Desperate Housewives shirt, this is a black shirt, and he was like, Desperate Housewives, I love them, I'm like, I actually don't like the show, this shirt was just fucking three dollars and he was like oh okay sad day and I was like but I like your hair and he was like we're friends then and the whole night I hung out with him like and then Aaron and Paul they called me on three-way and I was back at my normal life I was working and I had gotten several calls got out of work and I called them back and they let me know that he had uh, jumped from a window and killed himself. So, Careless Whisper from Sealer is one of my good songs. I I hate that this is how I'm wanting to talk about it, but it brings up a good point and something that I was hoping we were going to touch on. But I'd say I do have a bracelet from him Mm -hmm. that he actually gave to me after the whole weekend that I'd worked with him in my life. So it's a cherished memory. Now. It's a very big cherished memory. Mm-hmm. Um, it's actually in my car on my shifter. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eugene will always be someone that I will never forget. We did shots together and he actually stuck his finger in my nose. Whoa. <laughs> One time he was like, do you pick your nose? I'm like, I mean, doesn't everybody randomly when no one's looking? And he started laughing. He was like, you admitted it. I'm like, if no one says they don't, they're fucking lying. Yeah. And he was like, I love you. And I was like, you're you're saying I love you way too early. And he was like, you love me? I'm like, again, too early. And he's like, do you uh, pick your friend's nose? I'm like, no. He's like, well, I'm going to pick your nose. He sticks his pinky in my nose. And I was like, oh! He's like, you know what you get for that? I'm like, what? He's like, my bracelet. And I'm like, I don't want your bracelet. He's like, I love you. Hmm. And he puts it on me. I'm like, I'm going to give it back to you. And he's like, no. I love you, Harmony. You're, you've become a really good friend of mine. And after I had to, I was getting into my car after everything because I had to head back because I couldn't go into the next leg of the tour. I was like, hey, Eugene, I, I need to give you this. He was like, no, I really want you to keep it. And I was like, why? He was like, well, my brother gave it to me, and, you know, I don't really see him a lot, and I just, I feel like you need to have it. And it 
didn't really hit anything to me. Mm-hmm. And then two days later, I got that call, and I was just like, fuck. Probably should have been a red flag. But I didn't yeah. think anything of it, because he was scheduled for the whole tour. Mm-hmm. So, all right. What were you going to say? Well, I mean, something kind of branching off of that. The music scene nowadays, and even... Not even nowadays. It's kind of always been a problem. The whole depression suicide thing what do you think is the cause of all these music stars and and anybody involved yeah yeah, but falling into the depression spiral and not being able to find the way out and then what do you think would be the solution honestly I think that oh Andrew Andrew actually wants to speak now sorry I think can I you mind I think that He's biting his tongue. He's ready. I think a lot of them. um, Oh, Eugene wasn't a star. Yeah, 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 I know. I think that a lot of them. About the music scene. I think that's a a pressure. Mm -hmm. Also, when you're quote unquote famous in music, you're not. Hate to be a dick. You're not actually famous. You are controlled. You are Ren. You are a fucking puppet. Mm -hmm. And everyone thinks, oh my god, I want to be famous. I want to be in music. You are not as big as you think that they are like everyone is like oh my god I want to be this person I want to sing I want to be that I want I want to do this you are so controlled you are so you are not free you are not able to do everything that you want if you want to make music if you want to write if you want to do it do it at home with friends and release it Mm-hmm. Make it in a way that you can sell it on your own. And if people approach you, you write your roles. Never, ever make it to where a lot of contracts are involved. Because at that point, you are controlled. I have a really good friend that had to go through a lot to realize they had to become executive producers to their own fucking life and what they want to do. And it's a really good friend of mine, and they have a show on a TV series and stuff. I, I'm not going to release all that stuff. But it took them and another one of their best friends being sued in things to realize that they were not controlling their own life on what they were wanting to do. Because when you want to pursue your own dreams and what you want to do, and other people get involved, you're not actually pursuing what you want other people are like no it's this way it's like no that's not what i fucking see don't you think it would it it, for them at that point once they've hit that notoriety to where their music is going to sell or at least make them money no matter what they're going to put out for the fact that it's you know let's just say since it did happen to chester bennington lincoln park anytime lincoln park puts out an album right some there's going to be a lot of people that listen to it, whether they like it or hate it or whatever. It's going to make them money, right? and that's where PC so comes into place. And people think that you have to be PC. And I'm sorry to fucking what? say this, like the PC shit. Oh, oh, oh. That's why I'm sorry to say this. People are like, oh, you have to be PC. Oh, you have to be PC. Let's be honest. You don't have to fucking be PC in music. Not being PC is what fucking sells. 
Can you explain for everyone who doesn't know, including me, what PC means? Okay. <laughs> when you make music when you're not PC, which well, is what Linkin Park was, they wrote about being depressed and being real. Mm-hmm. The moment that their industry, their stuff was like, you have to be this way, he was like, no. I want to write about what I fucking feel. And he started getting restricted. When you are told as a musician or whatever is going on that you have to be restricted and that is your job and that is your life. Let me, let's say you work for me when we do our stuff and I was, if I were like, you can't fucking do that, but this is your job and you're stuck. But it's your life. You're in a fucking contract. Well, what's the difference between, say, a, somebody, like I've said, who, who hit that notoriety? Anything they make is going to sell. Their record label knows that. And they're doing what their record label is telling them to do in, of course, those aspects. What's the difference between that and any other normal job? Like when I go into work and I'm expected to work an eight-hour shift and leave at 4 p.m., and do my day's work. But your job What's is already... What's the difference? I mean, aside from, of course, the difference is the creativity of what you make as an artist. Technically, the label owns whatever you make. If you are under them... But, you know, I'm, I'm saying that to say, what's the difference between with but the artistic side out of it? Maybe I see things different. I see things like, if you want to fucking make music, make the damn music. You don't need a fucking label. You don't need yeah. somebody to control it. Make the damn music. There are so many ways. You want to make money? Go. Share it. So what? Do you think artists would be... It's uh, called free reign. Do yeah, it. But do you think artists would get We're to We're also the... money hungry. All we care about is, I want millions of dollars. Are you already well, living? Are you already it, surviving? It's, it's not necessarily people who want to make millions of dollars, but the people who are were, who were wanting to do it for a living and make their creativity and their project. I th- the thing that makes me sick about it, and I'm not trying to be an asshole. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not. Maybe I'm this person. Maybe it's me. And I get it. I'm a person that... I want to share stuff to have it be out there. Sure. Yes. Would I love to live off of it like I have? Absolutely. So your album's going to be free, right? Why not? It's going to be uploaded (laughs) on Spotify and everything. No. I'm not going to make... I'm not selling it in stores. Well, yeah, but Spotify still makes you money. I didn't realize that. Yeah. If you have anything on Spotify or DistroKid or... Well, who ch- well, I didn't realize. How, I'm not talking about all that. Yeah, I can't. yeah in nope, general. Nope, nope, nope. I can't okay. talk about any of that stuff right now. All right. All right, that's fine. But what I'm saying is, it's not. It's not one of those like I'm not doing it for the aspect of being like I want to make millions or anything. Mm-hmm. What it is is for the sake of. Sharing a voice, a sound. Even my concerts. I'm not going to be like, oh, you want to be in the front row? 700 and something dollars. Well, that's there not up fucking... to the artist. What? It's not up to the artist. The artists don't make the prices for the artists. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Artists, I mean, you, you said yourself that the, that the record label is on the artist. The artist does not go to the arena and be like, I want my meet and greet to be $1,200. Maybe Can kiss. I choose? Maybe Can I choose? Kiss, Can but... I choose like a fucking field and say here? 
Sure. And like you'd have to put on your own festival like a day or Don't fucking did. do that yeah. shit. That's why. Because I mean. that's some bullshit. Yeah. For a fucking arena to be like, oh, it's seven hundred. Go fuck off. Your fans want to see you. Go fuck yeah. yourself. That comes from it's the, not fair. The tour it's, managers and like and managers I think it's bullshit. If a that. fan wants to see uh, like a a person or a band and they have to spend that much money, I think it's unfair. Because these people are busting their asses and they're working every damn day and then they're having to spend that much money. I don't think it's fair. Uh, what would you consider a fair price? Okay, so what I would do, if it was me, I'm just saying, and they, like, let's say, like, I, I went through all that I did and I released my albums and then I, I did, like, a festival. I would do, I would do festival fields and have other people come, but I would do it in a field. So you being a headliner or you being a supporting actor? Whatever I could do, whatever okay. I would decide. But I wouldn't do like some scary ass shit where people are breaking shit. No, it would still so be controlled. No, no Woodstock. Damn. Damn. I mean, you don't want, want, want. I mean, There's maybe, but it, it would still be very controlled Somewhere. to where people aren't going psychotic on each other. Yeah, yeah. Um, for the simple fact that people get psycho. But I mean, it would still be, you know, it would be in a field. So it wasn't like insane prices, mm-hmm. um, but I think the most expensive so no, ticket just all GA standing right like you walk in yes you choose your, okay I got and it. I think the most expensive ticket I would probably have is a hundred dollars and you're right up there and then actually no I would actually allow people to come up and meet me in the back and meet the other bands for two hundred bucks. You could come in the back and meet us. You so cannot get GA, on the bus. GA when you, you walk in. You cannot meet, uh, you can't come into the bus. So like a... a because like, I'm an asshole that I wouldn't be able to tell you to please go away. Yeah. So what you're, what you're kind of getting at is that you would, what in the world was that? Oh my God. Oh God, I'm with Pete a little bit. Andrew, it scared man. me too. I didn't mean to touch it. So. I didn't mean, that's what she said. I didn't mean to touch it. I'm so sorry. It was just on your leg. What you're kind of getting at is if you were to have a festival, you would do $100 entry, GA, general admission, no assigned seating, none of that arena bullcrap. No. I'm already on board. And then the 200 You could actually come and meet me, get an autograph. So meet with all the the bands backstage, your 200 bucks until they sold out. Exactly. Okay. But it would be like, I'm talking like 10,000 tickets. Yeah. So that's like, I mean, that's kind of what Rockville that's and all those other traveling. That's to two hundred thousand dollars. It's what Danny Wimmer's uh, festival chain does. You know, you know what he does, Danny. Wimmer? But I would tour around the country with people. That's what Danny Wimmer does. Dan- Danny Wimmer does the the Rock on the Range, the and that's festival, what I would do. Uh, what's North Carolina? This Carolina Rebellion, Rockville. But I want to do that because Whoa. I want to make it to where yeah. it's. Or I want to. I want to make it to where it's. People that can actually afford it can do it. Because it's not fair to people that they have kids, they have a fucking life, and they can't, they can't. So, I'm trying to make it smart and fair. Yeah. Because there are people that want to see bands, and I I know enough bands and people that I'd be like, listen, you have, think of when you were nobody, and you didn't have anything, and you wanted to see a band. What did you do? Oh, I just... Bummer. Yeah. Be fucking fair. Before your head got to where it was, and you were selling out arenas, and you wanted to see somebody. 
It's a nature of the beast. It doesn't because, matter. Get well, out of that fucking headset and be fair again, to it's people. Not, it's, not, it's not down to just one person. If it was, there's a lot of artists that would change those rules. Believe they me. actually still can. If you read, they actually still it's, fucking can. You oh, gotta, you got to pay your manager? Great. Take mm, out of your... I'm not, not being an asshole. No, it's, you can still pay out arenas, of your fucking... Arenas charge fees. And that's why I would do it in a fucking yeah. field. Well, st- I mean, still, though, you, to, to have the, the security and... And the sound technicians and all the bands. And I have being people I know that would pay that would cover it's, the security. I have enough people I know in my own group of people that I know in my own backing of my life in my own coverage that things could be done. Yeah, it just it's it's a it's great like caring idea. about your fans. It's a great idea. And people it, forget that they don't they forget to care about their fans that have got them where they are. They start to just kind of care about what they have. Mm-hmm. And I'm not trying to be a dick. This is what it's about, the music industry. They kind of just go, I am where I am, and this is what I have. Does it make sense? Not that last part. But you're, you're, are you talking about artists yes. saying that? Hmm. They kind of really? Just, where the hell? What is that even what from? Was that, what is that? Mom. My mom. Yeah, that's true. But no, like, they kind of just, they go along with what they're told instead of trying to be sure. like... Yeah, but that goes back to the But some artists and... do the, like, little shows, and that's mm-hmm. great. But this, I think, would be a smart thing. Rise Against did something, not really what you're talking about, but um, where they'll, and I've seen bands do this on a couple occasions, they'll just show up somewhere and play. Foo Fighters is notorious for doing this. They'll show up. They what was it? There was a Westboro. We were just talking about them. They showed up um, to a Westboro protest and started playing. Like Foo Fighters brought their gear. It was outside of somewhere. I don't remember, but I remember seeing a video of them and they were like on a float. And Westboro is right there. They're just sitting there playing and going to loud. Rise Against Love randomly pl- played at a skate park in their hometown. Like it. Dude, I've love it. A band that we played with called Portals played in a Waffle House. Whenever their their uh, the promoter they were going through for their tour date dropped the dropped the venue on them, they played in a freaking Waffle House. It's amazing. Like bands, it, it's not a. It's uh, when they care. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, but there are a lot of bands that don't. There's I, a lot of bands that don't. But I've seen bands yeah. that will actually turn down festivals because they're not getting paid enough money. Sure. I mean, yeah, it, yeah, I mean, I don't know, like I said, it, with that, it's, it's more of a, we don't know, but they do type thing, like, we don't know that these, that these artists are the ones that are saying, I want more money, or if it's just and the I manager going, I can get you that, more money, and that's that great, sort of whatever, thing. but I think they forget that their fans and their following have got them where the fuck they are. Yeah. Yes, your music and your talent has too, but you have fans. You have people that, and this sounds maybe stupid and cliche, but they actually started to care about you. They follow your life. They look at what you do. But they also have families that they have to feed, and they have to make sure they have the right amount of money to feed them. Okay, I feed my family in my life. They are making a lot more. I mean, when you go to buy something or pay for something, if you can, you lowball it. That's what venues do to bands and 
I get that, people. but they also shouldn't shit on their fans that have probably already bought tickets and they back out. Of course. And yeah. that's what If they already committed do. to being there, they need to be there. And a lot of them will actually do that. Right, unless there's an actual emergency. And then those emergency. people that have already bought them... Well, there's ticket insurance, too. You can buy ticket insurance. Like but a lot of people, extra lot of people don't, though, because yeah. they they don't have that it's 15 kind of money. extra dollars you wasted. But a lot of people don't because they don't have that money. Right. They wanted to see a certain band. And like, okay, so no offense to Five Finger Death Punch. Oh, but please go. No offense. Offense to Five Finger Death I, Punch. Yeah. I went to see... I saw them see, at the Carolina Rebellion and they weren't good. I went to see uh, Nothing More. Like, oh, fuck yes. Um, I wish. At the... Uh, Emily. Yeah, whatever it was, they've changed that fucking arena so many times. Mid Florida. Oh. And oh god, they were nothing more. It was incredible. Oh my god. Oh my god. As soon as uh, Five Finger Finger came on, I was like, mm, I feel like I just turned into an American flag. Not that I have anything wrong with America. No, but know, but they, and I've described. This I feel before. like monster energy drink should have been poured all over me. Five Finger Death Punch's fan base is the ROTC kids that tried to get into the U.S. Army and were denied, <laughs> and all they do now is take out mortgages to pay for their expensive ass air, airsoft guns. Oh my God! That is Five Finger Death Punch. No, no, you're right. As soon as Bad Company comes, they're all on, named yeah, Kyle. Brother, no. They're all named Kyle. Yeah, I mean, I like the song Bad Company though. What? Well, yeah, it wasn't originally their song. That's why you like it. But I still like. Name the song. me a Five Finger Death Punch song that you like. Exactly. An original. An original. Don't Google it. No. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So, but all of their set was amazing, well, and I got to see. Was it? Is it? Is it Bad Wolves? Is that what their The dude yeah. with the zombie cut. Yes. Yeah, that's bad they were fucking good, and but after that, I was like. We have to leave. <laughs> Literally, like, we have to leave. We have to leave now. Yeah. Like, I'm done. It's over. Because fucking, for some reason, they were the headliners. Who and fucking, oh, oh my yeah. god. They were the headliners. Yeah, they were the headliners. Was that the Breaking Benjamin played, too? Because there was a tour where Five Finger and Breaking Benjamin came, and Bad Wolves was the opening. Oh, uh, shit! Was that it? Breaking Benjamin, what? But I didn't stay. Because oh, I couldn't man. get through fucking... I no, I didn't get to see Breaking Benjamin. Yeah, no, I I left for Dude. them. Breaking uh, Benjamin. I didn't leave good, the arena. Man. I left during their set and came oh. back for Breaking Benjamin. I could not be in the area while the they families. played. And they people were going psychotic. I'm like, y'all are oh, yeah. people were legit throwing beers and en- I swear to god, energy drinks were being tossed around. Beers and energy drinks. I'm like, is Kyle's this? Kyle's everywhere. Kyle's everywhere. Wild Kyle's. Kyle's and Chad's. Kyle's and Chad's. It was so sad. Chad's and Brad's. Oh my god. It was the worst thing ever. Ugh. And then Breaking Benjamin came on, which, I mean, growing up, that was, that was you know, Diary of Jane. Like, that was, it was great. It was, it was a nice thing to, like, relive. And people calmed down. I'm pretty sure it's because... The energy drinks wear off, and the beers died down. They were drunk, and the high of the energy drinks died, and they were falling asleep. <laughs> Chads were being pulled to their cars, their trucks. Um, they were being run over, whatever. 
I don't know. Yeah, no, I went to the Carolina Rebellion, and uh, crowd surfing was a big thing when I went. Oh. Is it because their dicks were small? Dude. Hey, shut up. I love crowd surfing. Dude. Five finger death punch. Oh, that's so cute. I literally, wow. I literally couldn't even hear the music or watch them play because I was doing nothing but listen. going from one person to the next. Right after the other. I, I could listen, not watch the show. Listen, man, listen. You are tall, okay? There's no excuse why you can't take your massive ass arms and grab on I someone's shoulders and jump in and like, you know. No, I was tired. Episodes. I've been doing it for the last four hours. No, I mean, screw catching people. You be caught. Uh, oh. Grab grab somebody no, by the shoulders and catapult yourself over the crowd. You gotta do it. Or you just tap, tap like two big dudes on the shoulders and be like, yo. Up and then you point up and then they'll throw you up. Yeah, it happens. So what is one thing you think that That's people a lot need to know that. about the industry in general? Mm-hmm. Ooh, that's broad. That's what she said. <laughs> I want to come across uh, that. That was good. Um, <laughs> dang. In general, um, from what I've experienced. It's such a broad topic. From what I've experienced, I'd say don't settle for exactly. Don't settle for what you're le- for for less than what you believe your group is worth. Um, it took us a while to, you know, once we started pulling our people out to shows, um, it took us a while to to figure out the right people to go through and I mean even still we're, we're taking chances on different places like the show we have at Mason's we've never worked with Mason's before I don't even know what to expect so how that. is it working with them with Mason's yeah dude hit us up and offered us a good amount of money so flat out I was like what do you guys want us to, to pay work you with them for a mural and yeah well it's, I guarantee it's going to be different for a mural than it is for, yeah. for music but is it is, are you guys excited about it I don't know yet because it's we are such an oddball out. I don't know any of the. I don't even know if there's any other bands playing. From what it looks like, I know a few of the rappers that are playing. I know a few DJs that are playing. That's majority of what goes to Mason's. Yeah, yeah, and occasionally a decently known band. I know like Saving Avils played there before, and Saliva has played there before, and. Someone else played there that's very washed up. Puddle Wait, of Mud. See, played there. No, they didn't play. They're oh, trying, they didn't play? Uh-uh, they fucked oh. out. <laughs> Dang. They're, they're trying to that's be so puddle diverse, of but they just can't. Yeah. It makes me wonder if this dude even listened to us or looked at our page, because he hit up Nate, and I love Nate, but nobody ever hits up Nate for shows. So, I don't know if it was just someone that you know spread word or whatever, but... He asked us what we what we would play what we would pay, and I typed out your deposit. No, I did. We get paid afterwards. Okay. But I typed out a message and said, "Look, we pull these types of numbers here in Tampa. We pull these types of numbers here in Orlando. This is our hometown. We haven't had a hometown show in a year. If we market this as a hometown show, I guarantee we'll get at least X number of people out there." Yeah. And I was like, I was like, I feel like this, I was like, I feel like this is a good price. And he was like, okay, didn't even argue it. He was just like, all right, fine. So don't settle for less than what you believe you're worth. If you can only pull 
three people out and one of them is your mother to a show, you're probably not going to get paid much, if any, for the show. I believe you should get paid for a performance if you do it in full. And a friend of mine just played it at, uh, I'll even say, I don't even care, Lakeland Live. And I love Lakeland Live. They're, uh, the owner well, good, because I'm about to friends. shit on them. So, oh, um, so uh, yeah. Lakeland Live booked um, a show, and they hit up my friend's band to play this show. They said, uh, my friend was like, did you listen to our music? And he was like, yeah, I loved it. Okay, first off, they are noise metal, and they are chaotic noise metal at that. Um, anybody who was looking to book a punk rock show clearly didn't listen to these guys. So, the bands that were on that show, the first one was, eh, whatever. The second one was my friend's band. Anybody who has ever seen my friend's band would know these guys are like no other local band you've seen before. They pull out ridiculous stuff. Fake blood, mannequins. Yeah, at one point, I threw mannequin arms at the drummer and he started drumming with the mannequin arms. Like Anything goes at these types of shows. So, they play the set, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the people that come out are for this band, including myself and a good amount of our friends. And the bar that they had sold out of their alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay, completely. They had no alcohol left. Okay. Decent size for Lakeland Live. More than I've ever seen people in there before. Yeah. So, they get done with their set. They play. A week later, they get a message. And keep in mind, they were never paid. Ever. They weren't paid. They were not paid. No band on that lineup was paid at all, including them. So, they didn't get paid for selling out their alcohol, and they got banned. Are you for serious? having fake blood on the stage that they had to clean up. And the crowd, myself included, had fake blood on us. And we just went to the bathroom, cleaned it up, whatever. They sold out of their freaking alcohol, man. Like, all of it. So, they couldn't get paid? 50 bucks? 20 bucks? 10 bucks? Something like that. That is... That's just... Oh. But who does Lakeland so Live normally... they kept everything. They kept all yes. the entry fees. Yes. They kept everything. all everything. Everything. And it's ridiculous. Because... But, but Cause what, I've what, talked what, to, to Lakeland Live about doing uh, actual shows for, like, me if I were to go, like, break in the music industry and... Cause I have oh, they'd be most. all over you because you're a solo artist and a female. And you can draw a crowd. And you're and short and old. I've, I've talked to them and... It was going to be 1500 to rent it out. Uh, yeah, that's what they quoted me to. And that's just to rent it out. Yeah. And then there's the liquor. Mm-hmm. And then there is tickets. I was looking at like over $2,000. See. And that's why I've never gone for it. Sonder had a hometown show one time. I could do it. I mm-hmm. mean, easily. But it's one of it's those... It's not worth it at all. I've talked to a lot of people, and I love the owner. He's one of my good friends. But I would end up walking away with, like, not worth it. Mm, you wouldn't have walked away with anything. Because anyone that I've brain. talked to that's done it is, like, they end up making it to where you don't... You don't... You end up almost owing. Yeah, you do. And I know it's... I think it's because they've gone through some things... Like fake blood on the stage. <laughs> so, 
there are so many other venues that I know that would love to have artists, me, whoever there, and they don't do that to you. No. Because they support artists. I don't... Uh, they want you in there because they know you're going to draw a crowd. They're not like, give me $1,500 to get your ass in here. They're, what, the, the strange thing about them is, instead of a... How it, how it is in like Tampa or Orlando, from what I've seen, where you go to... Or, I'm sorry, a promoter goes to a venue and books out the venue, and then the bands work for the promoter, so to speak. At Lakeland Live... Any mainly places around here in general, you just got to go through the venue. So why and do is everything it, yourself? My big thing is, why do you have to rent out the venue if you can sell? The venue is going to sell tickets. The venue is going to make money. Why is that a thing? What makes you think the venue is going to sell tickets? Like, in, are you talking about just like at a box office at the venue? You walk up, you pay. Yeah. To get yeah. In? Why? Why? Why is that a thing? If why you, you were just to have, okay. I'll have to answer that in a strange That's format. always been so, my thing. Why the fuck do you have to run it out if you're going to do something? If, like, I if, get if, if I were okay. to do something... You remember how we were talking about those those pay-to-play shows and whatnot? So, let's say the promoter never gave you tickets, right? Never gave any band tickets to sell. How many people are going to walk into the Orpheum on a you know Thursday night? Put it up on a sign. Sure. But, I mean, how many people are going to walk in... For a bunch of local bands they've never heard of. How about if just instead of paying, pay for lights, pay for attention. Who the bands or what? The are people. You instead about? of paying fifteen hundred dollars, get the little what? What are they? The little fucking letters. Get attention to the venue. So the venue makes more money on alcohol. Advertise it on Facebook. Yeah. Do so much more. Like with me. Those if I didn't have to everything pay... Everything you're talking about costs money, though. About yeah, clients? if I didn't have to pay a fucking venue $1,500, I could take that money. With my following, if I... Let's say when I do what I'm doing with my music. If I didn't have to pay a venue to allow me to perform there, I could take that $1,500 and I could end up selling out a venue. If you didn't have to rent the venue? Yeah. So you're saying the venue should work for free? They would sell out and sell a shit ton of alcohol. But the alcohol isn't all their cost, though. They like, would yeah, make, they upcharge they would, their drinks. And yeah, they could upcharge it all they wanted. Yeah. But so, the, the thing is, is, their rationality is broken. Now, with Lakeland Live, because I had the same conversation with the owner that I'm sure it sounds like yep, you yep, had, yep. where... He sat me down and he broke it. He broke it all down. I have to pay my sound guy. I have to pay my light guy. I have to pay my bartender. I have to pay that. And he's like, I pay them this amount, which it totals up to this, which totals up to this, which totals up to this. Oh, yeah. And then this, and then this, and then this. And he does, $1, a, he does a bunch of free so, shit all the time, too. Uh huh. So, what I. I mean, I've he, seen. You know, venue, I've seen. Yeah, he's he's right. One band. person. I've seen one person have a venue, be the sound guy, be the light guy, and be the bartender all in one night. Yes! So I mean that's all these DIY venues do that sort of thing. Some of these DIY, some of these DIY quote unquote venues that I've played at have been in a garage of someone's house. But people come, they pay the money, and that's it. You know, and they pay the people. Yes, they're supposed to be paid. Yeah. Now, that's without tickets. So if you're wanting to say you you were asking about 
basically why why it, you got to go through the. We thing. have to pause for one second. We'll be right back. It's just we are running out on time on this segment. We'll be right back. We are back for final thoughts. I know you were, I think you were finishing something. I totally forgot what I was doing. Well, that works out. Yeah. <laughs> All something right. about music and something about the, yeah. At least after a while, though. <laughs> so, uh, our final thoughts on all of this. Tattoos. Um, I'm really getting tired of going out in public and Karen stares at me. Oh, speaking of which, today. Oh, yeah. oh we man. We are at Publix, all right? And this lady doesn't stop to talk to us, alright? No. She turned the corner, came on the aisle, kept walking, started talking before me, and then kept talking after Harmony, and then stopped and kept going through the aisle. She didn't even stop on that aisle. She didn't even want to be on that aisle, except to say this. Alright, so she walks fluently, turns the corner, comes in to the aisle, and is like, as she's walking, not not stops and says this. She's walking and says, "You know, you're the kind of kind of girl I would follow around and ask a thousand questions. You're really interesting to me." And as she's walking down the aisle, through the aisle, away from the aisle, like it's a normal thing. At first, <laughs> I'm so thrown back as I'm because I'm getting my groceries. I'm like, "Thank you." This is exactly what I said. I'm like. Thank you. You're gonna have to speak up, hon. Thank you. And I, I didn't, I didn't understand what was happening at the time. So as we're leaving, Andrew's like, "So I guess you're okay with stalkers." As I already have the stalker thing going on, like there's like cops and stuff going on with that. And we're driving back, and Andrew's like, "So interrogations are like those are thing or something?" Yeah, like, like I would. Alright, so listen to what she said. I would follow you around and ask you a thousand questions. So she already had a number of questions she wanted to ask her, which was a thousand. It wasn't a lot of questions. It was a thousand questions. She had them lined up and ready to go and prepared to follow her, alright, because she's quote unquote interesting no Andrew's been with me when people have said things like we were with me at the store one time when a girl I was checking out was like I just have to say you were the most beautiful one I've ever seen I love your tattoos that's normal that is she's not gonna follow you and interrogate you and that the same situation we were just there that obviously the same instance we were I was buying actual fresh shrimp because I'm making shrimp scampi uh, this weekend so because we have to do more podcasts. Usually when we're doing podcasts, I will make dinner. Because I'm, I'm nice. But tonight didn't happen. But, um, so I'm making shrimp scampi. So I bought fresh, I almost said scrimp. Shrimp. Shrimp. Scrimp. Shrimp. And uh, I was buying steaks and stuff. Like, the fresh ones. And so, 
basically, we're there, it's getting weighed out, and the guy goes, my daughter would love your tattoos. You're beautiful. I'm just, I love it. Like, you're like, you're so punk, and like, just, I, you're like that older punk. And I was like, you know, like, uh, Sid and Nancy type, that's what I said. And the guy was like, yeah, not this, like, Green Day type stuff. That's normal. And not what that chick said. I will follow you and ask you a thousand questions. I would follow you and ask you a thousand questions because you're interesting. You know who else is interesting? Serial killers. Those are also interesting. You know what's funny is like I always see online how they post serial killers and like I'm not I don't follow astrology, but I always see their signs. I haven't seen one Scorpio. And I'm a Scorpio. I have not seen one Scorpio. Because we don't fucking care. Yeah. We just don't fucking care. We're like, um, we're done. Bye. Yeah, I'm not getting into that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was it's weird shit. I do have my astrological... Astrological? What the fuck was that Astrological. Word? Sign on me. But I was also 18 when I did that. And I was like, oh my god, I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> Now I'm like, Every I'm just ever. a human being, right? Ah. Yeah. It's just like a trend. Sorry, I can't help it. I'm a Gemini. That's cool. I've started my wrap around me, and I'm just going to cover It'll it and come up my stomach. But I was 18, and I was like, oh, Scorpio. What are you doing? Are, so, you, are you playing with yourself, which is your phone? Like, I'm going to attach it. Oh. One last. Oh. All right. Talking about the, the tattoos. And well, yes, that too. Um, so I'll, I'll answer that after this. Tattoos, I think, should be more accepted in the workplace because, quite frankly, it doesn't matter what somebody has on their body. If you're, if that's going to intimidate your customers, chances are your customers are going to complain about a lot more than somebody who works there with something on their arm. Oh, that fuck yeah! Them. Now, with that said, certain exceptions apply. Like if you're at Disney World, I don't am working for Disney. I don't believe you should have. The F word all over your body. <laughs> so kids can look at it and be like, Mommy, what's that say? So no, I agree. obvious obvious exclusions there. But they can also get the makeup that yeah. covers it. But in general, yeah, but that's every day. And if you're like a lifeguard in the sun, you don't want to do that. Oh, for it's sure. Terrible. So But no, yeah. I in agree. general in general, tattoos should absolutely be accepted around workplace because it's not about what's on somebody's arm or leg or face. If it doesn't that determines inhibit, whether or not they're inhibit be a good what you worker. do for a living, Correct. it shouldn't fucking matter. Exactly. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So that's my take on the tattoos thing. Um, there's lots of places like Disney and Universal that won't allow certain piercings. Or I certain think Universal things. should be different. I think Universal it absolutely should. should not now, fucking care unless know, you're being an actual character. Well, so actually, they somebody, do because uh, I literally heard someone who works at Universal say, "We're not Disney. We can be rude to the children." Oh, oh yes, now, I now. saw that too. Now, I, no, sure. I was there when they said it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. They say that, but they just denied somebody that I know from getting in there, gave them a job on the table, and said. Okay, you have 60 days to close up your gauges. The gauges were the size of a freaking pencil eraser. That's Are you it. serious? I'm serious. 
And you know who it is. I'm not gonna say it anymore. Oh, that's podcast, fine. But, but, but you know are who you it serious? is. Yeah, that's serious. It's it's just it's NG. Huh? No, I don't think it's that. No, 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 no. But they really, they really, they're that strict. Yeah. What the? They're smaller than yours. Oh yeah, well mine are huge. Yeah, but they're well, they're smaller. No, (laughs) they're smaller than your non-existent ones. They're smaller than Nick's. They're small. I mean, I don't really know. That's sad. Yeah, they're they're like this big. They're I think double zeros. Double zeros. They're double zeros. But that's, we're coming to, we're, they're, they're, people just don't realize, they're starting to hire actual millennials, mm-hmm. and the thing is, is, you're going to have tattoos, you're going to have fucking plugs, tunnels, no. and, yeah. uh, well, they can fuck off, because now they're going to have to start to realize, this is the motherfucking thing, Yeah. and guess what's going to happen, you're going to be sitting there with, well, why is the ride not starting? Oh, we don't have workers. Mm-hmm. We don't have enough workers. What was that? Oh, please, sir. I thought it was someone going, whoop. <laughs> so, I mean, they're going to start being fucked. Exactly. Excuse yeah. me. Because we are starting to realize as people, it's our fucking body. It's our body. We were born to do what the fuck we want to do it's with it. It's my body and I need it now. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that was a good one. So... Uh, about the music scene. And I like said, that. What, what I haven't you, had your... sex in forever. Can you snack me again? Oh, daddy. Ow, right in the head. So. <laughs> Should have gone, you, you gone for the throat. Should have gone for the throat. <laughs> no, no, don't actually go for the throat. Oh, God. So. Yes. What was your question about the music scene thing? Am I happy in it? Is that what you said? Or yes. No? Okay. Wait, what was it? Was it yes? Or was it? It, it was I don't know. I don't want to say this. Shut up! It's okay, it's not shut up. Okay, never mind. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah! Do the, yeah. do the, what was it? Mm, yes. What was it? What was it? Whoa, 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 My favorite whoa, whoa. one, besides the, fuck you, there's a favorite one I have. Oh my god, it's my favorite. Hold on, it's over. No, it's not in that one. It's in this It's one. the best one. He uses it. They all, they all have to fucking Damn it. load. This hurts so bad. How do you hit so hard? No! Do not oh, yeah, kiss you're me! you're red. He actually high-fived you pretty good. That's red. It's, it's what I feel like. No, not that. Whoa, what the fuck? Whoa. Hell no. This is a G-rated podcast. No, it's definitely not either. No. I'm a bad boy. Oh my god, this is getting creepy. Dude, is there a... Mm-mm. Oh, mm-mm-mm. That's totally. This, what the fuck is happening right now? Are you just hitting buttons to hit them? No. You know it has it has labels, right? One of these days. I'm mm, mm, mm. No, it's a yeah, or is it? Oh my! Oh my god! No. You know what? I don't know. So we'll just move along. So. O M G. No. Am I happy in the music scene? Fail. Uh, <laughs> that says it all. Ow. Um. <laughs> I'm happy. I'm happy being surrounded by fellow musicians. Um, I'm okay. I'll give a quick example because when I was at Hope Fest this year and we were playing, it was like every band that walked in the door, with the exception of a couple either newer ones or ones that I just did not know. More than half the lineup, I knew somebody or multiple or the entire band as friends. And when you get a group of, I can't remember how many bands played that day, probably 24 bands playing all for 
a good cause, which Hope Fest is about. Um, all every all the proceeds go to the uh, American Cancer Society. When you get that many people there, just in the bands alone, not counting the fans that come out to support and buy the tickets and help with that funding and all that, when you get that many amount of bands that are willing to do that and get on a platform and do their music from all the way up from New York to down here, touring bands everywhere, I mean, that speaks volumes. I think the music industry has a power to impact people in ways that... um, that we have discovered to do and some and you know there are people still coming up with ideas and what to do in the scene to that's brand new they can help so anything that's positive I'm about I'm about that and I think the music industry in general has a lot of room to improve um, in terms of how how uh, up and coming artists are treated and not necessarily giving them chances sometimes other times it, it all depends on who you go through, but um, other times local artists are treated really well. A lot of, I mean, most of the times from what I've seen, um, bands that get the hype early on from, say, one song. I'm going to use Bad Wolves as a perfect example of that. They covered Zombie, right? Yeah. How many people would know of Bad Wolves if they did not cover Zombie? That's true. They're very they true. they're very stereotypical. That's the only song they're I good. ever know. From don't them. get me wrong, they are solid. Yeah, same same here. That's the only song they play on the radio by them. Yeah, I don't know any other song by them. Not in the slightest. With Bad Wolves or anybody else to get gets you know famous off of, I mean, you know one song, let alone a cover. Would anybody know who they were if it weren't for that one thing? It's it seems like it's more about luck. And I feel like there would be there could be a couple different ways we could do um, away with that and imprint a, a track way for um, an up and coming local artist to get to the point of stature, like little milestones they could hit along the way. And right now, it seems like that's all DIY until they're under a label's um, uh, under a label's management. So. All in all, I'd say I'm very happy to be in the music scene. I'm blessed. I've had opportunities where I have, I've gotten to play with some of my favorite artists that I never would have thought in middle school while jogging around a football track listening to these guys, I'd be able to share the stage with. So every time something like that happens, it's very surreal. It's very humbling, um, and I wouldn't have had the opportunity if it weren't for the music industry. So yeah, I'm pretty happy with. <laughs> Yeah, not that happy, but I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty happy. I'm very content with, um, with being where I'm at right now. So, dude, I was made fun of so bad in school. Same. I was, and people, I made woo! fun of people too. So it no, was very I give or take. People told me that I was ugly. I had oh, people were so mean to me, and now here I am. Those same people try to add me on Facebook all the time, and they're like, you're so hot, you're so pretty, and I'm like, okay, bye. That's towards her looks or towards those people, so you have to clarify. Yes. Okay, that clarifies a lot. Thank you. Yeah. (laughs) Yep, I know what I mean. Both. Yep. Now, people were so mean to me. Like, they were horrible. They were like, oh, you're ugly as shit. Harmony.
Guess what? People don't think it'd be like that, but it do. You're not helping! It do. Okay. Oh, yeah! I'm gonna go cry in my bed tonight as I go to sleep. <laughs> Whatever. Exactly. I hope you guys have a great night. And uh, don't forget to keep asking yourself what the actual F is going on, especially in this podcast. But wait, what, what the actual F is going on? I don't fucking know. Do you know? No. I guess that's why this podcast exists. Do you know? What the f*** was that? What the f*** was that? What the f*** was that? What the f*** was that?